0: This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 201. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Ass Kickers, welcome to another episode of the podcast. If you are just joining us brand new, you might want to listen to episode 200 where I kind of introduce what's going on. Just real quickly, we are doing something different over here. You're like, why am I getting an episode every day? Well, it's because I'm doing what I'm calling Daily Diaries, a month of short podcast episodes where I'm sharing truth-telling, vulnerable, personal stories about my life, about more specifically what has happened over the last month or so. Well, longer than that. Uh, And I'm excited to share with you not just the stories, but the lessons that I have learned. Yesterday, I talked about an upper limit problem that I knew was happening, that I knew was going on. (laughs) Saw it coming like a freight train. And today, as promised, I am going to talk to you about something that happened a few months ago that left me feeling pretty terrible. Also, if you like to have these in email format, I have them available. You can just text the word KICKASS to 444-999 and you'll start getting my emails that are basically this episode, just an email format. That way you can consume it a little bit differently or forward it on to a friend. Because I know not everybody is on the podcast bandwagon yet. What's wrong with them? Seriously, tell them to come on board. Podcasts are great. And this particular episode is one of those ones where I'm like, I can't believe I'm about to tell this story. But I, I know that it's something that we've all faced, and this is not the first time that I've had uh, something like this happen to me. So here it goes. This one is titled, The Meeting That Made Me Feel Like a Failure Last Year. in late October, In late October, I sat on a conference call with the marketing team for my publisher and my literary agent. And it was a basically a discussion as they happened. It was just a normal meeting, a discussion on how we were going to sell my book, how to stop feeling like shit. Many things were discussed in that hour plus long meeting, but only one thing stood out to me. The person in charge, and uh, I was actually in the beginning of the meeting, said to me, pre-orders are not where we would like them to be. So for those of you that don't know, when a book comes out in traditional publishing, you have a publication date like a birthday that the book is actually technically going to be released. It's also known as your pub date. And before that, as you probably also know, you are, you know, consumers have the ability to purchase the book and it's called a pre-order. And my pub date was January 2nd and this meeting was October that we were having. Okay. So I hear, pre-orders are not where we would like them to be. And my first thought, and actually what came out of my mouth, was, well, of course not. I've barely mentioned it to my community that it's even available because it's so far out. Our plans for the big push were mid-November through January. And so keep in mind, this is not my first rodeo. I have done this before. I learned a lot from my first book coming out. I have you know, spent the last... Three years after that, four years after that, remaining in the industry and having colleagues that have gone through that, all of this to say, like I knew what I was doing walking into this. I felt confident that I knew I had a good marketing plan and I felt good about it. But then my next immediate thought was, they're disappointed in me. I'm failing at this. I'm not big enough. I'm not popular enough. I'm not good enough. They bet on me as an author and i'm losing. and sitting in that meeting i felt that wash of shame. and and to be clear, the marketing team was simply doing their job. selling books matters to them. that's what they do. <laughs> their bottom line is of the utmost importance in order to keep the business running. i understand that. and i want to make it clear that i was the one making up stories about what they thought of me and who I was. Raise your hand if you have done that. Making up stories about what they thought of me and who I was based on one sentence. I got off the phone and I cried. I called my friends and told them dramatically that my publisher was disappointed in me. Keep in mind, they never, they never used the word disappointed. I did. I made the whole thing up. And I actually wondered if it was too late to quit, to just quit the whole thing. Forget it. I'm done. Then um in the very end of December, I went on my book tour and the first stop was New York City. Do you guys remember when that cold snap? <laughs> The first week of January went up the entire East Coast. Even Florida was freezing and people started canceling for my book event. I was getting messages that they weren't able to make it. I was going to host a dinner with a bunch of colleagues that I had in um, lower Manhattan and there was a blizzard, so I had to cancel it. And then I got an email – so this was all happening within about 24, 48 hours of each other. Then I got an email from my publicist that the bookstore in Chicago, which was my next stop for the following week, was worried about their January events because of the cold. And I am—I was sitting in the lift and I'm thinking, oh, well, I'm just not worth the cold, I guess. And I was just sitting there thinking we should just cancel both of the events The one that was in Brooklyn in a few days and the one in Chicago the following week. I was actually thinking about canceling it all. And here's my point. Here's what was actually happening. I was looking for any excuse at all to not show up. I was looking for any small inkling of evidence that it was just too hard, that people did in fact not like me, that I wasn't good enough, and that I should just quit. Keep in mind that most of the time that this is going on, it's it's unconscious. I don't really realize what it what is happening. I was just sitting in my discomfort, sitting in my fear, and feeling not good enough. And old habits. These are old habits of it's too hard, it's too uncomfortable, it's too scary. Might as well just quit. That would be more comfortable. Yesterday in episode 200, I talked about – the upper limit problem. the ULP. This is a classic example. Things were rising for me. I had my second book coming out. I was doing a book tour, which I did not do the first with my first book. The ante had been upped. It was risky and vulnerable and scary, and my inner critic was totally and completely freaking out. I didn't want to fail. Nobody wants to fail. (laughs) I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to disappoint people. I didn't want to disappoint my publisher who had bet on me. I didn't want to not measure up. It was all so incredibly uncomfortable. No matter how successful we get, whether it's in our jobs or in our relationships or even in top physical health, I think we'll always have moments of feeling not enough and I am no exception. Stick around for Friday's episode where this all comes together and I'll tell you what ended up happening at those New York City and Chicago events and what to do when you find yourself wanting to quit, uh, aka sabotage your life when you're up leveling and you're in that place in the middle of it all and things get really, really uncomfortable. There's even going to be an assignment for you. Okay, ass kickers. Thanks for joining me today. And until tomorrow, I'll see you out in cyberspace.